Jackson. You ready? Let's go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Woo! Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're driven by your next pre-owned or new SUV or truck at Mack Hike in Flowood. And that's MacHikeFlowwood.com. Ram trucks, Jeep Wranglers, but any number of makes and models at Mack Hike and Flowwood. Tell them we sent you. You're in the market for a truck or SUV. MacHikeFlowwood.com. This is 105.9 The Zone, WRKS ESPN. Show is also presented by Dr. Kirk Jeffries, Eye Care Professionals. LASIK and cataract surgery. That's the go-to. Dr. Kirk Jeffries, eye care professionals. We're ready for the 2022 football season. I know you are too. And uh, NFL training camps underway. Uh, your, your SEC football players will be on the field before you know it. And uh, some teams have already started uh, high school football practice and all will be underway before we know it. So that's where we are. You can make your predictions for SEC, NFL, college football playoff, and, of course, MHSAA and MAIS uh, as we march through the season to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, who who will hoist the trophies uh, at the end of the season? The grind of uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 games. Here we go. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. And uh, if you're looking, Blake, to get your entertainment system in order, which is very important, and if you've been thinking, I need to get my entertainment system right, I need to be operating at optimal levels, right? Um, Like a big-time college quarterback on Saturday or a big-time high school quarterback on Friday night or a big-time NFL QB on Sunday, well, you want to go with MSSmartHomes.com. If you're looking to make your entertainment system awesome and pop, whether it's your living room, your game room, your condo, your boathouse, whatever it is, if you want to make it pop, Jake Manning, MSSmartHomes.com will make it happen for your entertainment system for football season. Now's the time to get on the list. Yeah, don't be late. Yeah, I mean, look, you know Labor Day is going to be here before we know it. And uh, we'll have high school football on both the ESPN channels and streaming before that. Uh, you'll have your MHSAA team, your MAIS team, blah, blah, blah. You All right, so entertainment system, entertainment system, the whole thing. The smart TVs, the sound, all the cool stuff. I want to control it from my phone. I actually want it to work. Is that the most embarrassing thing you can have is is host a group and your stuff not work? Exactly. It's gotta be, that's got to be top end, like most embarrassing things for a guy. MSSmartHomes.com. 
Your entertainment system is powered by MSSmartHomes.com. Okay, and yes, we're going to talk tailgating and game day and all that. Tito's Vodka, Bloody Mary's, amazing stuff on the grill. You know, uh, Jeff Jones with JonesEQ.com and now Wicker's uh, marinade sauce is, I think, big-timed us. And so I don't know if he'll ever come on again. He's now nationwide. Stop. And he's he's going all over the country and and getting wickers into uh grocery stores and boutiques and all these, you know, mercantile shops and butcher shops and all the cool things that we have this day and age. Mm. Um but hopefully we can get him, you know, maybe once because this this is a very busy man. And uh Jeff Jones, now the proud owner of Wickers, which is amazing. And uh, Jones EQ uh, rubs and sauces, but Wickers is so, so delicious. And uh, you know, I again, I saw it in our house in like the late '80s. And uh, so when Jeff sat me down and said, uh, "Hey, you can't say anything, but I'm going to buy Wickers," I went, "Can't be serious." He's building an empire. I know. I know. An On empire. top of that, he's got a surgical sales company, but. Uh, who has time for that when you're yeah, barbecuing? Exactly. But anyway, point is, we're going to have some people in. Uh, Chef Kendall Collins, Chef Wally Cummins, all these guys, our P1s. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe Les Penn can oh. come out of retirement. I saw him at Roosevelt's like two weeks ago. Okay. He we, and that yeah, crew yeah. were at Old Waverly Mossy Oak playing golf this past weekend, which is two beautiful golf courses. So, yeah. Um, but again, get your entertainment system right with MSSmartHomes.com. How about Tom Luganville on win totals? So we threw that out to Dave Bartu, and Bartu was like, I'm going over. And Adam, his partner, McClintock, is definitely going over. Uh, LSU is at six and a half. Hope. Oh. Win total. And... Just asked Tom Luganbill, who had an opportunity to call their spring game, and he goes over with that defense. And the fact that Brian Kelly has won, he won at Grand Valley State. Ooh. He won at uh, Central Michigan or whatever. He won at Cincinnati. He won at Notre Dame. And Notre Dame had not been, been winning like my parents' and grandparents' generation remembered. I mean, they, they went through some tough times with Bob Davey. Uh, Ty Willingham, Charlie Weiss, you know, that whole deal. And Brian Kelly walks in and just wins. Now, people get focused on a national title. I'm not sure Notre Dame ever wins a national title again with the uh, paradigm shift in college football to the Sun Belt. But to win 11 and 12 games uh, at Notre Dame is absolutely amazing and remarkable, and he's a hell of a football coach. Uh, and I'll, then when you get technical about what they do in the offensive line and those positions that you really have to coach and develop, Brian Kelly is outstanding. And that win total, Blake, is at six and a half. I like how he framed it up, too, because we talk about coaching transitions and how you you know it's hard to judge what a transition is going to be like, even for some good coaching. But you're taking such a step forward in organizational skills and dedication to the small details from the Ed Orgeron staff to this Brian Kelly staff that even if 
Miles Brennan deals with some injury stuff, or and I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sold that Miles is the best option there. To be real honest with you, I think LSU can absolutely have an opportunity to not only beat the six and a half, but beat it. You know, maybe two a game and Give a half. Give you a little you know, cushion. Get, get eight. I mean, you might have eight wins there and feel really good. Seven feels like the the bare minimum. Follow. You know, not having like a Mike Leach scenario where he had to kick half the team off. Assuming, <laughs> assuming that doesn't happen at LSU with Brian Kelly, I think seven feels like the bottom end of what they could do. Yeah. Because that's where you start when you're LSU. You start on second base probably. Yeah, oh, yeah, at least. And and I also want to switch gears real quick. Uh, two things that I want to remember throughout the, the month of August is that Mississippi State and Ole Miss really like their defensive lines. And Ole Miss had a had a a big time player on their line last year and, and Sam Williams, and it made all the difference in the world. And when that offense fell apart the last half of the year, and it was just Matt Corral and a little bit of drumming, uh, Sam Williams and that defense um, really stepped up this year. And they like what they've got coming back, but Mississippi state comes back with guys all across the board and adds Jordan Davis, who was hurt last year in camp was supposed to be their edge rusher. And so Mississippi State's strength to get them where they want to go, which to win seven games with that schedule, and you only have 10 that are in play because you play Bama and Georgia, would be phenomenal for Mike Leach. And that that MSU team, that D-line is talented. It needs to be really good. And Jordan Davis and Tyrus Wheat need to give you some edge rusher presence. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. We'll have uh, Trey Schaap on Arkansas Razorbacks insider on the Yingling Lager guest line, and, and Trey will join us in the next segment. We'll talk K.J. Jefferson and Sam Pittman and Barry 
Odom, that's their defensive coordinator, and um, Kendall Browse, their OC. Ole Miss will travel to Arkansas this year. Mississippi State will host the Razorbacks in Starkville. Golly, Arkansas and Ole Miss don't play until the week before the Golden Egg game. Um, Mississippi State will play Arkansas kind of midseason, October 8th in Starkville. That may be one of your better tailgating days um, in in Stark Vegas. Uh, hopefully, the weather will break yeah, that right. in. Yeah, and uh, it'll be a lot cooler. So feels like that's flip flopped. Usually, Mississippi State's playing Arkansas the week before True. Ole Miss, and Arkansas and Ole Miss. I mean, last year you could argue the Arkansas Ole Miss game was the best, the most entertaining game. Unbelievable. Best may not be the right. I obviously didn't have the most stakes, but entertainment wise, for your value, it was arguably the most entertaining game of the year. Fifty-one fifty, like come on. Oh, a two-point conversion in overtime for an opportunity to win on the road. That's you can't ask for anything better than that. No. Fifty-two fifty-one. Yeah, fifty-two fifty-one, fifty-one fifty. I can't remember something like that. It was a one-point game, and they they went for two. I love it. I think that's awesome. And Arkansas and Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Arkansas. This should not surprise anybody. They have had some phenomenal games the last decade because they all recruit right around the same number. I mean, you give a slight edge to Ole Miss in talent, but, uh, you know, there's just not that much difference in the rosters. And the one thing is Sam Pittman's 2-0 against Mike Leach. Hello. And for Mississippi State to get to seven, uh, because I really think you're only working with 10 games, uh, which is brutal because you pull Georgia and you already play Bama. Um, to get to seven, Arkansas at home is a must win. Go Hogs. Yes, sir. I want to hang out with that guy. Woo pig, baby. I want to hang out with that guy. Yeah, absolutely. You want to have cold beer and hot barbecue because that's all he eats. He, he's a refined Ed Ogeron. Did you just use the word refined about Sam Pittman? I did. I don't, do you know the definition of refined? I do. And okay. here's the deal though. Uh, I I love both of their mentalities. Um, they just have this inner belief system in themselves. Uh, neither one should have ever been a head coach, but it happened. Ooh, I don't know. I'm I'll I'll argue that point on Sam Pittman because well I'm, now now you can because correct. of the way he set everything up at Arkansas. His self awareness is there. That was not there for Edwards Ron. It was for a little sliver to hold on to Randa and go get Joe Brady. But for the most part, you are right. Yeah. Sam Pittman knew immediately, I don't do these two things well. Call plays either side of the ball. Let me go get good play callers. I What what do I do? I land big fish. And I motivate and I keep things on the tracks. What do I not do? X's and O's. Let's, let's go get an X's well, and O's guy. He, he, all right. That's a little mis- on the play calling side. Correct. He coaches the the most cerebral O-line. developed yeah. po- position that you have to develop mm-hmm. technical position on the football field in the offensive line, man, mm-hmm. if you get a good offensive line coach, then your life as a head coach is, is so much easier. Absolutely. Well, it talks about it in this book, you know, Peyton and breeze yeah. with the saints and what they did on the offensive line. Uh, Dave Bartu was on the show last week and, 
and talked about how Matt Luke was yep. a five-star offensive line coach. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's 100% Sam Pittman's awareness of who he is and what he does well is why Arkansas is having the success they're having. They are. Uh, Bartu is convinced this will be the last year of this magical dream team of, of coordinators. Uh, Barry Odom, D.C., Kendall Brawls, O.C., the best uh, coordinator duo tandem in the Southeastern Conference. Um, this has become something that we finally started talking about the last few years where really in the history of football, you didn't put that much emphasis on if you if part of your skill set is a top-notch play caller, you're employed forever. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're employed for forever. High school level, especially if you can call, well, no, both sides of the ball. High school level, college level, NFL, man. Sean Payton, excellent play caller. Um, you look at, like, Billy Napier. You look you look at some of the guys in, in the world of college football. Yeah. Lane Kiffin. You look at Herbert at MRA. If you can call plays, you can totally elevate your program. And you can, you can, it's a little bit of the cheat code. If you are an excellent, excellent play caller in the game, when everything's going on and you can figure things out down and mm-hmm. distance, this, this is what mm-hmm. we need to do. Bye, bye, bye. Boom. Barry it's, Odom on the defensive side. Derek Mason. Yeah. Who's now at Oklahoma State. Jim Knowles, who's at Ohio State. Kirby Smart, when he was a defensive coordinator. Will Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart butt heads. You know, super close friends. Will is not an elite play caller, but he is now the defensive coordinator at Georgia. How will that look? Yeah. It's taking your C player and make, making the game easy enough to make him a B player, right? You, you put everybody in the right position. That receiver that isn't necessarily as great has a great year because you're scheming him open. You're putting him in the right position. That defensive edge rusher gets better matchups because of your scheme so he gets better stat elevate that game but uh, yes and then at the nfl level because it's a level playing field if you are 0.01 percent play caller mm-hmm. in in a, in a world in the nfl where most games are decided by three to four points or less yeah to say that you're highly coveted and valuable yeah there's no doubt whether it's on the defensive side of the football, and we've got some unbelievable defensive coordinators in the NFL. And, man, when you start tearing that out, it's not a whiskers yeah. worth, worth gets, the difference. It gets tough. But you look, especially offense, because we love the offensive side. I mean, you look at, there's a reason the McVay tree exploded, right? There's a reason the Shanahan tree is exploding. There's a reason that people love Andy Reid and Sean Payton. It's because they're able to take an offense and give them that slight edge. It's what Brady did maybe despite some of the coaching he had at times in New England, was he was able to elevate that offense through his game management play calling at the line of scrimmage to keep guy, get guys open that normally aren't open to, to scheme against the defense, so to speak. That takes me back to uh, Drew Brees as I'm mm-hmm. diving back into this book, Peyton and Brees by Jeff Duncan. The load of information that Drew Brees was able to absorb just on a weekly basis. And they talk, the assistant coaches talk about it in here that, that basically there's just not that many people that can, that can absorb Mm -hmm. and, and basically, you know, 
execute on Sunday the amount of of information that they gave him week to week and the fact that they would add plays during the year, which not every NFL team does. Most can't, yeah. Okay? And that Drew, they, they called it a PhD level that Drew was, oper- and Sean, that, that they were operating at. And that basically you couldn't throw too much at him. Yeah. Yeah. The problem for taking it all the way back, Jimbo Fisher wants to run a PhD offense, but he doesn't teach his QBs to get their masters. They're not even there yet. And at the collegiate level, you don't have the hours. No. That's why Kiffin and Freeze Drew would spend 17 hours in one day at the facility on Monday. In college, again, you're supposed to only practice 17 hours a week, I think it is. Something to think about. Uh, Trey Schapp will join us. Arkansas Razorbacks insider on the uh, Yingling Lager guest line. And we're live in the Bank Plus studio on a championship Monday. show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by the number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi, Independent Roofing Systems. Roofing.ms is their website. Number one commercial roofing company in the state of Mississippi, Independent Roofing Systems. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone, the Out of Bounds Show. Our guests join us on the Yingling Lager guest line. And we welcome in Trey Schaap, 103.7 The Buzz, Arkansas Razorbacks Insider. And Trey joins us on the Out of Bounds Show Trey, a lot of excitement uh, the last couple of years in what Sam Pittman and Barry Odom and Kendall Bryles have been able to do with that Arkansas program. Um, do people just absolutely adore Sam Pittman, just uh, his makeup, his personality uh, in the state of Arkansas? I, I think if he wanted to run for governor right now, he could, and he would win in a landslide. <laughs> yeah, everybody is really – taken to his, you know, just uh, relaxed, um, ho-hum atmosphere and, and what he's trying to build at Arkansas and has turned the damn jukebox on after after wins at Arkansas. And it's just been a, um, it's been a pleasant uh, two years so far as we head into year three with Sam Pittman. And I say two years, you know, the first year it w- was a COVID year and it was all SEC opponents. And he won three games, and that was the first time Arkansas had won SEC games since uh, Brett Bielema was the head coach. So, <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been a welcome a welcome uh, reprieve, if you will, on the hill. Turn the damn jukebox on, Sam Pittman. I love him. We've had him on the show, and uh, neat guy. I would have to believe as someone in the media and everybody else that does different things in Arkansas, radio, TV, podcast, whatever's going on. Uh, that they love the fact that they've got a guy that will give them uh, some personality and lend himself to them and to the Arkansas people. No, you're right. And and he's going to tell you, he's not going to sugarcoat anything. 
And he said that before when it comes to dealing with injuries. He goes, I'm not going to hide anything from you. He goes, just sometimes I don't want our opponent to know. And so as, as a media member, you got to kind of think, yes, he's trying to keep everything as close to the vest as he can, but he still wants to give us information to where we can do our jobs. And as someone in the media, as, as a journalist, you have to respect that from the head coach. Because if he gave you everything that's going on, well, we know in this day and age, it's going to be in the hands of the opponents within five seconds because of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, the internet, it's going to be out there. And so he understands that, but he also understands we have a job to do and he lets us do our job. Was there any friction on this, this new contract uh, extension? Uh, Hunter Juracek, uh the athletic director, um, I mean, hey, he's the one that gave Sam Pittman a shot. Sam probably was never going to be a head coach. He wasn't even a coordinator, although he was coaching arguably the most important unit on the field at Georgia and before that at Arkansas, as you know. But was there any friction the last few months uh, before they got the contract extension done for Sam Pittman in Arkansas? I don't think so because I think what Sam Pittman and Hunter Juracek wanted, they wanted the same things. When Hunter Juracek, became the head coach of the University of Arkansas, he said, look, I, I think it's time that we do away with these enormous buyouts because if you can't win football games and we have to get rid of you, that's poor performance on the coach's uh, uh, resume. That's, that's them being basically inept at their job, if you will. So that should be a reason for you to be terminated. We shouldn't have to pay you $18, $20 million to walk away from a job because we have to get rid of you because you can't win football games. And so I think this is where he and Sam Pittman are kind of on the same stage because if Sam Pittman uh, doesn't win at Arkansas, he can be let, terminated, but he gets some money, but he doesn't get the full amount of money that's left on his contract. And so that's where they were kind of on the same page. And Sam Pittman has said many, many times, Bo, that he wants this to be his last job. He said, it is going to be my last job. I'm where I want to be. This is it. How long does he stay? We don't know yet. But he wants this to be his last job. Uh, Trey Schaff, Arkansas Razorbacks insider on the Yingling Lager guest line. Um, Ole Miss will have to go to Arkansas. Mississippi State will host. Arkansas, Leach 0-2 against Pittman, Lane, and uh, Sam Pittman have split. And last year's game was uh, was unbelievable as far as entertainment. You know what's interesting about your schedule, Trey? I don't know if y'all, I'm sure y'all have um, talked about this at some oh, point yeah. in time, is, <laughs> is that you pull three pretty, pretty darn tough uh, non-conference opponents. I mean, you pull Cincinnati, BYU, and Liberty. And they have all won and won big. Have y'all talked about that at all during the offseason? Oh, yeah. The fact that Cincinnati's the opener, it's going to be a 230 kickoff, which is going to be probably 105 degrees in Fayetteville. It's, I know it's getting up there into the, into the triple digits today and this week. And we have talked about the non-conference schedule. And, and look, everybody that's on Arkansas' schedule this year played postseason football last year, even Missouri State made the playoffs at the FCS level, and they're coached by former Razorback head coach Bobby Petrino, by the way. So you know that that game is going to have a lot of significance 
the third week of the season after Arkansas opens with Cincinnati and South Carolina at home. You mentioned that BYU game. That's on the road in Provo in the middle of October. If I'm Arkansas, I would like to have that game a little bit earlier instead of right after you've played Alabama at Mississippi State, and it's the game before your open date. Um, So, yeah, they'll go to BYU. And then Liberty and what Hugh Freeze is doing over there coming to Fayetteville uh, November the 5th. Arkansas plays one game at home in the month of October, and that's Alabama on October the 1st. Wow. Uh, All right. With with K.J. Jefferson, you know, what? what's the talk around with Kendall Browse and the offensive staff? Like, how much better can he be? And what else are y'all expecting from his game uh, going into the 2022 season? He's a Mississippi kid. Well, he's got to find a go-to receiver because he's losing Traylon Burks. And you can't replace Traylon Burks with one person. You have to have a group uh multiple receivers to replace Traylon Burks. But I believe uh I think they found some guys that might be able to do that. Um Hazelwood's a transfer that they're looking for to step up six three, two hundred and eleven pounds. He's a redshirt junior. Um uh, that I think they're looking to him to step up. And 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 KJ's gonna have to run the football. You saw him run the football in the win in the second half against Penn State in the Outback Bowl last year. And I think he's gonna have to use his legs a little bit more. And they've also toyed with moving Malik Hornsby, who was KJ's backup last year, to the wide receiver spot to try and get him on the field more. He is fast. And if he can get his hands on the ball, get him in a little bit of open space, he might be able to create something um, and give some defenses fits. Kendall Bryles is at Arkansas because Sam Pittman wants him at Arkansas, and Sam Pittman lets him run the offense. Sam Pittman, now, he might say he might say something like, okay, if it's third and one, we don't get a first down, we're going to punt it on fourth and one because you couldn't get it on third and one. What makes me think you're going to get it on fourth and one? But then at times he'll let Kendall, he'll tell him. If he gets in a situation, he goes, hey, uh, you got two downs to make it here. And so Kendall's got that ability to create a play call, knowing that if I don't get it, we're still going to go for it on fourth down. And so I think Kendall and KJ have a great relationship to where they joke around a lot, but when they get on the field and they get in the meeting rooms, it's all focused on football. And, and look, KJ's got a lot of people out there that still think that he's not that good. He has been listed on some preseason watch list and everything. He wasn't on an all-SEC preseason team this year. So he sees all of that, and and, uh, I think he's a kid that uh, wants to to show that he can get it done, and he is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. And I asked him at uh, Football Media Days a couple of weeks ago in Atlanta, what game besides Cincinnati, because I know they're all coached up to say the first game, (laughs) is he looking forward to the most? And he said, well, outside of Cincinnati? I said, yes, outside of Cincinnati, because he asked me again. And he said, it's got to be the Ole Miss game, because that game last year was kind of epic. And for them to fall a two-point conversion short, uh, the penalty on the play, but um, a two-point conversion short of beating Ole Miss in Mississippi, I think he wants to, uh, he wants to try and uh, you know, get revenge, if you will, for that one. Uh, Trey Schaap, Arkansas insider on the Yingling Lager guest line. 
Would you say it's fair? Is is it fair to say that Arkansas lost a ton of veterans off last year's team? Well, I don't know about a ton. I mean, they lost some veterans, but they also have some back, like a bumper pool at linebacker. You've got Jalen Catalan, who got injured in the Texas A&M game, broke his hand and kept playing. Uh, already had a banged up shoulder in that game, and, and he's back. And those two guys, uh, SEC people might remember those names because they've been they've been uh, suspended for some games because of the way they hit. And so if they can avoid that, um, Jalen Catalan, I believe, led the team in tackles as a freshman, if I'm not mistaken. And I know Bumper Pool had over 100 tackles last year. Um, so those are two guys that are back. I think if Arkansas can shore up the defensive line, um, I think they're happy on the offensive side of the ball with at the running back position with Rocket Sanders and, and, and Johnson. I think they're, they're good there. Um, and I think they're fine on the offensive line. I mean, you've got a head coach that was an offensive line coach, and he can recruit. Um, so I think they're quietly optimistic about what they have and are comfortable with what they have. Are Arkansas Razorback fans, you think, I mean, Fans don't have a lot of awareness, whatever they are. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas. That's what makes our job so much fun. Um, are fans aware that the odds are this will be the last year of this dynamic duo of coordinators being together? I mean, there were strong rumors that Barry Odom was going to get other opportunities and did last year. Uh, I think he's absolutely brilliant as a defensive coordinator and kind of got a raw deal at, at Missouri as the head coach. Do you think that fans are aware that this this could be the last year of the the dynamic coordinator duo being together? I don't think they are because money talks in this business, and I think if Arkansas will keep throwing money at them, that fans believe that they're going to stay Razorbacks, and they have a great relationship with Sam Pittman. Um Barry Odom has said many times, look, I could have taken this job. I could have gone here. I could have gone there. The only reason I'm – one of the main reasons I'm here is because of Sam Pittman. And they have grown to like Fayetteville, Arkansas, and, and what it is like raising uh, their families in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So I think if you're looking from the Arkansas fan perspective, they believe that they're going to be here. Now, like you said, looking from the outside, maybe not, because there have been uh, courtships, if you will, that just haven't panned out with Barry Odom and even with, uh, with uh, you know, Kendall Bryles as well. Okay. Uh, we'll wrap it up with this. Sam Pittman, when he's out and about, like on the barbecue circuit, I mean, yeah. do people just go – does he work the room? I call it the beer and barbecue circuit in the SEC – it, 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 can he work the room and, 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 you know, shake hands and kiss babies? He can do it like no one you've ever seen. Yes. Period. He's good. I love He's it. He's real good. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, that, uh, so he's at the top of his game. Um, you won a lot of games last year coming off the bowl win. And so, and he'll, I see him as a guy when he enters these rooms, he'll stop and talk to fans and take pictures when he can. Is that the case? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. No, he will. And, and, 
In fact, the interview room in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium has some open glass to where fans that are in that north touchdown club area, they kind of hang around to watch him come in for the press conference. Now, after a loss, he keeps his head down. He's walking to the podium. But after a win, I mean, he's in there, you know, waving to him and everything. After the Texas win last year, he's waving to him. They're beating on the windows and everything. And, I mean, we kind of need to put blinds in there so they can't see in. But I don't think they're going to do that. But, yeah, he's he's hobnobbing and, and, you know, like, hello, you know. But he's also a coach, Bo, that when they win, the credit goes to the players and the assistant coaches. When they lose, he takes the blame. And so that's something that is kind of new over the last several years to Razorback fans to where he's not going to throw the players under the bus for a loss. He's going to take the blame saying, hey, look, I screwed up. I didn't have the team ready. That's what he said against Georgia last year. I didn't have the team ready to play. And so he also knows, though, looking at the other – the three major sports in, in college, you know, football, basketball, baseball, uh, the baseball team finished third uh, this year, went to the College World Series. The basketball team back-to-back Elite Eight. He understands that he needs to up his game with the football to get on par, to get on the same level as those other two sports. And the fans, you know, they're 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 willing to support it. Uh, they just want to win. Sure, we'll leave it there. Trey Shap, uh, one hundred three seven. The Buzz, Arkansas Razorbacks insider, uh, talking Sam Pittman and the Hogs. And uh, had two super close games last year with Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And Arkansas split with them. And Ole Miss will head there and Mississippi State will host the Hogs on uh, October 8th. And I expect that to be a close game, um, too. So, there we go. Trey, thank you, man. Appreciate it, buddy. You bet. Uh huh. Trey Schaap joining us on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, They love him. They love him, not just in Fayetteville, but all across the state of Arkansas with his outgoing, he's personable, um, really likes being around people, can work the room. They love him right now in Arkansas. I don't. I think this will be the last year uh, that they have the dynamic duo uh, coordinator tandem, but what a run it's been, and you want to soak it up as long as you have it. Nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's uh, I love you know when you're in the circle, it's hard to see what's going on around you at times. I money talks, but so does money from other head coaching opportunities, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, so I love I love that, uh, but I, it doesn't surprise me that it has been a honeymoon like atmosphere because if you look at the well following wins Morris exactly, and look at what they've done to win, they've had big wins. Texas is a I don't care how down Texas was last year. It's when you beat them win. at home and you're Sam Pittman, that's a monster win. Absolutely. Uh, the first year when they beat Ole Miss and Mississippi State, that was two of his three wins. Yeah. Now, Grant, we only played 10 games. They were all SEC games. Two of his first three wins that his first year were against Ole Miss and yeah. Mississippi State. Yeah, and it's easy to forget that they had gone – SEC winless for like two years, and which is crazy. That's a long time. It's a long time. In the world of sports, mm-hmm. college football. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, that's how bad Chad Morris was. Yeah. They were they were trending Vanderbilt, not not the right way. To go over? Yeah, that's brutal. It's hard to do. That's brutal. 0-8. Yeah. 
Wow. We'll see. I, I, I think it's, it's an unfortunate coincidence that in what is most likely the final year of this threesome monster of Bart, uh, Bartu, of uh, Bryles and Odom and Pittman all, right. all together, it's, it's unfortunate that their schedule, if you're an Arkansas fan, is so difficult. Right. It's a very difficult schedule. Cincinnati, BYU, and Liberty to go along with everybody else that you have to play mm-hmm. um, in the SEC. Now, I, I think they should win all three of those games. Yes, but they're tougher than they need to be. They're tougher, than, and they have to go to BYU, and you don't ever know what's going to go on there. Yeah. And, you know, kind of Homer officiating and, and things like that. Compare it to what Ole Miss has as their non-con. It's just night and day. It's night and day. And I mean, they're equal teams in theory. Cincinnati was in the college football playoff. Did they deserve to be? No, but they they were there because they went undefeated. Yeah. Um, now, at least Arkansas pulls Missouri and South Carolina. You could have a lot worse. But, no doubt. But, you know. I mean, Spencer Rattler, I don't. I don't want to sell Shane Beamer. They won a couple games I didn't expect them to win. Auburn and Florida. Maybe they can be better this year than some people expect. Yeah, I, I think that's... What will they do with Spencer Rattler? What o- can he do? Oklahoma transfer, now at South Carolina. Beamer takes him in the portal. Kind of shocking that he went there? I mean, Well, he, he knew Shane because Shane was the assistant head coach and tight ends coach on that side of the ball at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So it did make sense. Oh, no, no, no. I think Shane was the recruiting coordinator at Oklahoma, too. Mm-hmm. So he could have been right there with Lincoln or Lincoln's QB starting about his junior year and had mm-hmm. a very, very, you know, tight bond with, uh, with Spencer Rattler. I think we forget. Not only did Ole Miss land Jackson Dart, but South Carolina yeah. uh, landed, you know, Spencer Rattler and Texas A&M landed Max Johnson from LSU. Auburn landed Zach Calzada from A&M. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. Um, I think there's like five transfer starting QBs this year. It's pretty crazy. That's right. Uh, LSU has one from Arizona State. They just don't expect him to start. Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. But they don't expect him to start. From Arizona State. Um uh, uh, Dan Mullen, let's switch gears. Dan Mullen will will be with ESPN this year. Studio analyst. He was good in the few like playoff slash bowl game appearances he's done over the last couple of years. Yeah, I know the SEC Network likes to bring in coaches for their what they call it, the mega cast or whatever when they do the championship games, like the SEC championship and then the playoffs. So he's made some appearances before. Where do you think he falls in the whole? We put Romo up here, and we put Drew Brees down here, and there's like a scale of of successibility in between. Where do you think Dan Mullen will fall as a Well, he'll be studio instead of uh, color analyst, which is totally different. Um, I think Dan can be really good on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, he's done so much of it now, being at Mississippi State and Florida, and a big chunk of that was with the SEC Network. And you do so many media hits. We forget he drove MSU to number one. I mean, he's been in big games. He has been interviewed by everybody under the sun, ESPN platform, CBS, and everything else. He's done all the big SEC media days. And so I think he's comfortable in front of a microphone. Um, he he also understands how to get it out quick, right? How to, you know, because it's TV is short. You know, you got to go. Yeah. Here's what I think. 
Um, I don't know what studio show he'll be on. I think they they you got to think they're going to try to use as much of him as you can, right? I would think so. You know, Mac Brown was better than some people than I thought he might have been. Um, Urban Meyer was fantastic, and he'll be compared to what people thought he might have been really good this year. Yeah, is that a done deal? I'm not sure. I have to go back and look. We need to look at that. All right, good show today. If you missed any of it. Hit Apple Podcasts, search the Out of Bounds show with Bo Bounds. And Spotify, search Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. Show brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial roofing company in the state of Mississippi. Farm Bureau Insurance, bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. And also, Mack Hike in Flowood for your next pre-owned SUV or truck. And look, this is super important. If you need to get your entertainment system up to par, all right, in before football season, go to mssmarthomes.com. 